Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Obadiah Smith. Glad to be back again, Jim. Obadiah, so glad to have you yes. with us. Have you ever been hurt or been sick in a place that you were just hopeless? Yes, Jim. <laughs> I mean, you just felt like, I feel so wretched right now in my body. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just want to die. I mean, yes. It sounds so extreme, but it's amazing how our whole outlook on everything collapses yes. when our bodies are hurting. Yes. And... You know, we've all had moments where we were feeling badly. When you find yourself in a scenario where no doctor can help, you know, I feel awful and no doctor can provide a remedy. I have been diagnosed with stage four cancer and there is nothing that anyone can do, humanly speaking. I mean, those are desperate hours. Yes, they are. And today, as we approach Viewpoint and we, we think about who do we want to be as people in this world, Perhaps we should think about how do we enter into the most desperate moments of people's lives? And is it possible that we ourselves could become instruments of God in a healing way to do what no person could do? Whoa, is that way beyond me? Maybe, maybe not. We're talking about following Jesus. Jesus be. When I was growing up, as preposterous as it seems, I wanted to be president of the United States. Okay. Okay. Actually, now that I'm older and wiser, I'm thinking, who would want that job? Because <laughs> right. I don't care how fancy the house is and you get your own plane and all that. Boy, everybody's unhappy. It doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's got a better idea. I mean, it's a constant challenge, it yes, seems it to is. me. I'm glad I never got that dream fulfilled. And I'm glad you're not there too, Jim. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, you don't think I could do that? Nah, no, I'm just kidding. Nah. Thanks for protecting me on yes. that. But I know you dreamed of being a great athlete. Yes, Oscar Robinson. And that's what you wanted to be? <laughs> yes, I did, And you Jim. know what? Your life took some different turns. Yes, it did. But it's okay. Yes. Because our vocations and our assignments in life professionally aren't really the core of who we are. It's who we are deep down inside that really matters, our character. And as I looked at the guys who lived in the White House, as you looked at great athletes, you know, we all have our dreams and aspirations. In the end, none of that matters so much as who I want to be like inside. Who is that? I made a decision some time ago that I was really going to try and be like Jesus. I know that sounds so over the top. Jesus? I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, Jesus, Jesus. Son of God. Yes. Savior of world. Outstanding figure of history. Who do you think you are being like him? But honestly, as you read the New Testament, Obadiah, it talks about being like him. Yes, it does. It talks about how we are the body of Christ. Think about that. It's not just the passages in Corinthians where Paul tells us that, you know, the hand needs the foot and every part of the body matters and we're not complete unless we're part of the whole. But it also is a, an image of how we are in Christ, that we are literally the body of Christ. I think between his first coming and his second, we're the hands, we're the feet, we're the touch, we're the listening ear, we're the seeing eye of Jesus. Yes. The scripture tells us that we can have the mind of Christ. Think about what that means. That my mind, my way of thinking, the way in which I relate to my world, that all of that can actually be conformed to Christ, that it be like Christ. Maybe it's not so outrageous to think about being like Jesus after all. Right. Being the visible reminder of Jesus. And to have people say, I see Jesus in you. Yes. I mean, Obadiah, I do. I see Jesus in you. I've seen you in moments where other persons would have reacted in a lesser way. I've seen you stand tall, but I know it was Jesus in you. I mean, Thank those you. are the moments that we long for. Well, if I want to be like Jesus, what? We're in a series of programs here on Viewpoint where we're kind of walking through the New Testament, especially the Gospels, that tell us about who Jesus was, how he lived, who he is. And the first thing up is, if we really want to be like Jesus, we need to be baptized. 
I mean, that's the signal event that declares to witnesses, you know what? I've decided to be like Jesus. Yes. I'm redeemed by him. I am surrendered to him. I want to be like him. I'm following him. You want to Jesus be? Be baptized because that's what Jesus did when he started his adult life. All right, then. After Jesus was baptized, he went into the wilderness and he was tempted very, very powerfully by the enemy of our souls. And yet he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit descended as a dove on him at his baptism. We, we read that in the Scripture. We know in later places, Jesus says, I'm anointed by the Spirit of the Lord God to proclaim, to heal, to free and restore. I mean, Jesus was immersed in the Holy Spirit, which means to be surrendered into the will of God completely, without reservation. Can I be possessed by the Holy Spirit? You betcha. That's possible. And then, just last week, you and I were talking about how Jesus was light. Yes, he was, He was the light of the world. He helped yes. people see things differently. He called the best out of them. He got them out of the darkness and got them into a bright new world. He talked to those fishermen by the Sea of Galilee and said, you know what? You, you can fish. You can do that. But you could also fish for people. I mean, he, he shined the light on them where they could see themselves on a bigger stage than they could have ever imagined. Jesus was light. I want to be like that today. Whoa. Yes. How about this one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus was a healer. A healer, Jim. I mean, he was a faith healer yes, to the he max. Was. Yes. When we come back, let's approach that. Is it really possible that we, you and me, and others who want to be like Jesus, could be healers? The gentle healer came into our town today. He touched blind eyes and the darkness left to stay. But more than the blindness, he took their sins away. The gentle healer came into our town today. The gentle healer came into our town today. He spoke one word that was all he had to say. And the one who had died just rose up straight away. The gentle healer came into our town today. Oh, he seems like just an ordinary man with dirty feet and rough but gentle hands. But the words he says are hard to understand And yet he seems like just an ordinary man The gentle healer, he left our town today I just looked around and found he'd gone some folks from town have followed him, they say That the gentle healer is the truth, the life, the way As you're listening to Viewpoint today, we know that you might have a question or comment you want to share. We're always glad to hear from you, and we have a toll-free line 24 hours a day and 7 days a week. No matter where you are, give us a call. Dial this number, one 800 757 view that's 1-800-757-8439 we're right by the phone so glad to hear from you 
We'll give you the number at the close of the broadcast also, but just write that down and just know your voice is welcome. We're talking about being like Jesus, Jesus B. I know it's kind of Yoda-like out of a Star Wars movie. You know, you put the verb at the end, but actually it's just a little signature. I want to be like Jesus. That's who I want to be. And one of the properties of Jesus' life, one of his characteristics that towers over so much else in history is he was a healer. I mean, Obadiah, can you think of some stories just off the top of your head where Jesus healed somebody? The paralytic that was healed. A guy who's paralyzed, Yes, and he's healed. Yes. He couldn't walk, then he could. Yes, We've got blind people who could be made to see. Yes. We've got deaf people who started to hear. I mean, there's all kinds of <laughs> stories. We have the man with the withered arm who yes. suddenly is set free. I mean, on and on. Jesus had a reputation and a marker of his life, really. And still, after 20 centuries, when you think about Jesus, you think about miracles and, and all that he did. Now, some people look at that story and say, well, okay, so Jesus was all that, and he healed those people. But you know what? That was something that happened with him and only him. You know, that, that was a gift and that was a skill set that only Jesus, Son of God, Savior of the world, can have. And after he left this world and ascended on high, that one's over. No, no. But there's another way looking at yes, it. Yes, it there? is. Yep. Yes, it is. And that is that you could actually be empowered by the Spirit to have that gift of healing. Uh, Obadiah, would you say that you know of people or you believe that people can be supernaturally equipped in that way? Yes, Jim. It even happened to me about several months ago. I had to go pray for someone in the hospital that was technically brain dead. And they asked me to come and pray. And, I, and as I was en route to the hospital, the Spirit of the Lord said, life and not death. And I brought individuals around the bed and told the family members that we're all going to have faith and believe in Jesus. Prayed for the individual. Three days later, they were sitting up in the bed off the respirator and was released from the hospital. It's a miracle, really. It's a miracle. Because medicine did all that it could by human hand. Yes, it did, yeah. And then there was nothing more it could do. Yes. And this person was a goner. Yes. To use the short phrase. But the Lord impressed you. Yes. And I believe just from your testimony. The Spirit equipped you yes. to do what no person could do. Right. I mean, it is a healing ministry. Jesus still heals. He, Yes, he does. And I believe that he still heals through us. We are the body of Christ, and some people, not all, and you can't demand the gift. It's the moving of the Spirit. But the Lord might choose to equip you in a place and time with a gift of supernatural healing, just like Jesus. Yes. In fact, Jesus said to his followers, you know what? You've seen me do a lot of amazing stuff. You're going to do the same stuff. In Praise the Lord. Life. So... I'm just one of those who thinks that that gift of healing still exists, but I also acknowledge it may not be mine, and it may not be yours, it may not be available today. That doesn't mean I shouldn't stop trying to be like Jesus, though, because Jesus was a healer in many ways. And all of us, even if we don't have a supernatural gift of physical healing, all of us can be instruments in God's hand to be healing in life. And I want to be like that. I want to be a person who walks into a room and people say, that guy brings healing. He brings harmony. He, yeah. brings, he brings a sense of blessing. He brings a sense of wholeness. He's not a guy who cuts off arms and, and causes wounds. <laughs> Distracts. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to be a healer like Jesus. Right. All right. When I was living in Seattle with my young family, I took my kids on a hike up into the Cascade Mountains, not far from Seattle, but in the wilderness. I'm crossing Denna Creek, beautiful white water. My older boys have run across. I'm carrying my third son, Andrew, on my shoulder. He is just, I don't know, a few years old. He's terrified by the rushing water, and so I picked him up because he was afraid to walk across. It's a hot, sunny day. It's beautiful. And you know what? I slipped on a slippery rock while Andrew was in my arms, and to protect him in the fall... 
I landed on my shoulder, holding him close to my chest. I landed on my shoulder against sharp rocks and dislocated my shoulder. Now, I'm telling you, baby that I am, it was the most excruciatingly painful moment of my lifetime. I believe that. My wife said, oh, get over it. I had four babies. But I'm telling you, for me, in my context, it was excruciating. And ultimately, I passed out. My wife rushed me down to the hospital, down the mountain road to a place called North Bend, where I was taken to an emergency room. By the time I got there, I, I was just gone. What I'm telling you is that that excruciating pain that was so blinding and so devastating, I felt so hopeless and helpless. That doc who worked me over set my shoulder back in. I mean, he just physically reset it, and the pain was gone. And I promise you, I will never forget that man and would say I would do anything for him. I would follow him to the earth because he healed me. Yes, yes. Whoa, Jesus. That's his story. I want to be like that. When we come back, we're going to read a story of healing and see how we can learn from it to heal like Jesus. Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is holy. Be still or restless on the mind. Bow before the Prince of Peace. Let the noise and clamor cease Be still and know that He is God Be still and know that He is faithful Consider all that He has done Standing on Be 
There are many stories of Jesus the healer in the New Testament. Today, let's look at Matthew chapter 8. And Obadiah, I'm going to start reading, uh, beginning with verse 5, and then you can pick it up. And this is a famous story, but it has so many lessons for us. If we really want to be like Jesus and be a healer like he was, think about the clues we have in this story of Jesus' life here. This is the word of God. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, which was a city by the Sea of Galilee, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed, and he's in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this, because I am a man under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I have not seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and they will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was first prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home. Because you have believed, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now pick it up at verse 14. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her head, her fever left. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sickness and removed our diseases. All right, so Jesus is a wonder worker. (laughs) Pretty clear. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In this one passage, we have all kinds of events where people are mended and made whole. And no wonder people flock to be by him. Again, I'm not sure that the Spirit will ever give me the capacity to work the physical healing that Jesus did. But still, there are lessons here for all of us as we are healing. Because there are many broken places, and they're not just in our bodies. There are broken hearts. There are broken relationships. There are broken dreams. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that's a wreck all around us. How can I be a healer? How can I be the guy that people say, I want to be in his company because, well, he helps make things whole. Yes. What are the lessons from uh, Jesus? What would you say first up, Obadiah, as you're thinking about Jesus as he's approaching the healing? Waiting for an invitation. <laughs> There's an invite that Christ has. And the thing is, are you welcoming him in? Absolutely. And sometimes I want to be the healer and I see something broken. I think I'm going to go fix that. But nobody wants me to fix it. And the people who are in play, they don't want me to fix it. Maybe they don't want to be fixed, or maybe they think I'm not able, or maybe yes. they don't like me. But if you don't have an invitation, Don't try and be the healer. Even Jesus, you can see in his ministry, Jesus, son of God, he always waits for an invitation. He's not just telling people, hey, get up, go walk, you can see. They're crying out to him, Lord, help me. I want to be in a conversation with you. Sometimes it's a relationship that develops by the pool of Bethesda, for instance, but always Jesus has an invitation. First lesson for me, I want to Jesus be a healer. I better wait for somebody to invite me. And of course, that requires that I be where people are, that I walk around with my eyes and my ears and my heart open to the broken cries all around me. Yes. But when the Lord is ready to use me as a healer, 
He's going to make a way. He'll give an invitation. And as Jesus responded to the invitation here, the centurion said, please help me. Or Peter's mother-in-law or all those people lined up outside the house. What happens next? I mean, Jesus is authentic. Real. (laughs) (laughs) There's no air about him. There's no pretense. He's not trying to impress them. He's so secure in his own skin. He knows who he is. He knows what he can do. He knows who his father is in heaven, whose will he came to perform. And he knows who these people are. And and so it's secure. It's authentic. Healing must never be with a flash and a drama. I mean, sometimes I think we think of divine healing as some kind of production. Yes. You know, let's get <laughs> yes, some hankies right. out and wave right. them. Or Bring all the folks. Let's I have a I, grandiose I, moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to cast stones at anyone no. else, but some of the stuff that you see that... Yes approaches divine healing or reaches for it is so kind of showboating, it seems. Yes. It's, no, Jesus is authentic. He's real. He's up close. He's personal. He's in the room. He's in the house. He is who he is. And, well, that's enough. Which leads us to what does Jesus do next? He gives us hope, Jim. <laughs> think about that. Can you think of a story where Jesus walked in the room and said, this is hopeless. <laughs> you know, you are losers. Or you're never getting out of this. Right. I mean, even on the cross, think about this. Even on the cross, as he's hanging and writhing in unspeakable pain, physically, spiritually, emotionally, every way, he's got two other guys on either side. And the one guy, the criminal who deserves to be there, is crying out and saying, Lord, remember me when you get to paradise. Jesus doesn't say, you hopeless loser. Yes, <laughs> bye. <laughs> so you're, you made your bed now sleep. I mean, Jesus is never that way. He is always speaking. Yes. You want to be a healer? You have to help people believe that there is a better day. You might be yourself uncertain. You might be afraid that their hopes will be dashed. But don't let that stop you from speaking hope. Because actually, I think spiritual power comes as you speak hope. What does the Bible tell us? Everything's passing away. Everything, every rock, every tree, every cell, every atom, it's all passing away except these things. Faith, hope, and love. So Jesus be a healer, speak hope. And as he's speaking hope, what's he also doing? Meeting their needs. I can can speak hope, but I have to speak hope on what the need is. (laughs) And to know what the need is, I have to listen. Yes. So do you see how he listened to the centurion? You know, the centurion tells him a story about, you know what, I I understand authority. I live that way. I think you do too, and so on. He's listening. The centurion is saying, this servant is really important to me. I value him. He's sick. He's really sick. He's paralyzed. I mean, think about how Jesus, who probably already had all the answers, could have died. Oh, shut up. I I got it. (laughs) No, he listened. You know, my doctor, really good doctor. He's a believer, has a brother in Christ. He's my friend. His name is Scott Green, and I always tell people about Scott. In addition to being my friend and a brother in Christ, the reason that I allow him to treat my body is because he is a superlative listener. When I go into his office, and thankfully I don't have to go too often except for the occasional physical and, oh, why did we bring that up? I should do that again. He listens to me. Yes. He actually listens. How do I feel? What am I sensing? Everybody knows you want a doctor like that. Similarly, if you want to be like Jesus... Be a good listener. And that takes time, Jim. It does take time. Yes. And you have to give people time to speak. But then at the last, what do we learn about Jesus the healer? He not only is listening to them, but finally, when everything's on the table, he speaks. How is the centurion's servant healed? Does Jesus actually go there? No. He speaks. Yes. He speaks words of healing. He says, you know what? Your servant 
is well. You can be well. There's hope. This is done. By the power of heaven and God's own hand, there is healing here. He speaks to the mother-in-law a little differently. He actually touches her body, but he's speaking healing into her. For all the people lined up outside that we read about in the same passage, he's speaking to them. Think about your words. All of us speak words all the time, but are our words healing words or wounding words? Do we speak healing or do we speak wounding? Do we listen and then speak healing? How do I know what to say? Ah, back to the Spirit. Jesus, be filled with the Spirit. Jesus, be a healer. Jesus is speaking healing. Folks, as you're listening today, I promise you, if you open your eyes and ears, somewhere in your world, there is someone who is broken. They're desperate because their marriage is unraveling or their kids are a mess up or their job is on the line or maybe their health is being fractured or maybe they're fearful of what is tomorrow or they're going to retire and they don't know how they're going to live. I mean, it's all around us. Now, those broken places, can you be Jesus the healer? Yes. You can take a step that way right now with us. Pray. Father, we're so thankful today that you understand us and you understand our brokenness and you've walked in this world and you've seen it up close and personal. You know us by name. You know what is daunting before us. You know where our aches and pains are. You know where our challenges are. And not only our own, but those of the people of this world with whom we walk. Lord, I want to thank you for hearing my heart cries. Yes, Lord. And I also thank you for bringing people into my life who have been, like Jesus, healing me. They've spoken words of healing. They've spoken words of hope. They've listened to me. They've touched me, actually brought physical healing to me at times. I thank you for them. But, Lord, I don't just want to receive. I want to give. I want to be like Jesus, a healer. And so I'm asking, Lord, that as I surrender myself into your hand, that you will give me wisdom to know how to be like Jesus. And maybe, Lord, you will not choose for me to provide physical healing to anyone, but at the very least, Lord, help my words and my presence and my touch and my company always bring healing to whatever broken place that is nearby. May I wait for the invitation, but I pray, Lord, yes, I pray, that you will open a door and ask others to ask me to Jesus be a healer for them. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's our number, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, toll free. We're waiting by the phone. Give us a call. Obadiah, if someone didn't want to call us up but would like to check us out online, where would they go? CBHviewpoint.org. That's CBH, great name, three letters, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, CBHviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there. Send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, go online, or send us a letter by post, let us hear from you. And when we do, we'd like to make a gift to you of a little book called Jesus B. And it's a small little book, but I think you might find it useful as you think about, how do I become more like Jesus? Obadiah, thanks so much for speaking healing into this world. I know you do. Thanks for having me back again, Jim. I appreciate it. Always glad to see you. And we are thankful that you tuned in also. We hope that you'll be with us again next week as we here at Viewpoint continue this journey to becoming like Jesus, to Jesus be. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.